Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. Week one is in the books for Michigan football. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. I, have, I have some beef to kind of sort out with uh, you two. I mean, mm-hmm. wanted to set, set the scene a little bit for our audience. I, I decided to create a no fantasy idea. football league. Oh. I want to say a fantasy is, football uh, league in the office. He is ambushing us here. This is not planned. I have and no idea what he was going to talk about. There was interest all around, and if everyone sure. figured, you know what? Sure, I'm sure like the Michigan football writers in the office will be for sure into this. And sure enough, I reach out to you guys, and you both say no. So instead of uh, – you know, maybe talking about how I'm in first place every week on in our fantasy football league. There's no need to do that. I haven't played included. fantasy football since like high school, wow. and I got no time. We cover we cover college football every Saturday, and this is not this doesn't mean to come off negatively negatively on anyone else. I don't have time to watch NFL. I'm you don't sorry. have to I watch. Have no desire. I don't. I know, but then you got to keep track of guys oh. and like who's doing well, and yeah. like I don't have the time. Half the people in our league does do not know. NFL football very well at all. You fit right in. I am I'm similar. I'm competitive, so I want if I'm going to participate in something, I, I want to feel like I'm giving it my my best shot. And I just don't know pro football as well. I'm it's busy, and uh, I do participate in another kind of you know similar game. So I'm like, all right, that that's kind of my thing. I can't get involved with a with a separate league on top of it all. Yeah. But I, I mean, I wish you well. Oh, yeah. appreciate. I'll be it. back. Yeah, for, I'll be back guys. for March Madness. Just look at I'm like going to got... provide updates every week on how I'm doing. And you probably got better shot than we're not. Than we're not in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. yeah. And there will be no discussion of how the the league is doing on this podcast until <laughs> the very end. I will, <laughs> that we might as well let the champion yeah, we'll come find on out. again. We'll find out how he's doing. We'll, we'll let the champion be a, be a guest on the show. I think yeah. that's only fair. Well, I guess it's going to continue to be a three man pod then. Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, anyway, as I as I started to say before, we were ambushed there. Uh, week one is in the books for the Michigan Wolverines. They are one and zero after a forty to twenty one victory over the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Uh, there were there was plenty to like. There's things probably that were concerns uh, from the Michigan side, um, and and a lot in between. I guess let's start with you know some of the positive takeaways. Uh, from Michigan's season opening victory, Ryan, what do you got for us? I mean, for me, it was it was it starts with uh, running back uh, Zach Charbonnet, the freshman four star out of Southern California, um, had eight carries for ninety yards and looked he looked like the most explosive back of the bunch. Five of them played. Uh, it looks like he's going to be the starter moving forward. Uh, and then Jim Harbaugh said yesterday he picked, he was nine for nine in blitz uh, pass protection pickups uh, during the game, which. For his time at Michigan, he says no one has ever had that many blitz pick, pass protection pickups in his time, and for him to do that in his college opener uh, was pretty impressive. So I, I like I thought that was going to be a big question mark moving forward. Obviously, a lot um, a lot to prove still. It was Middle Tennessee State doesn't have a top ranked defense in the country, um, but I think there's a, a lot a lot to like about the young kid there. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Jim Harbaugh was very complimentary of Charbonnet, and, and he said, "I think at this point, he's the number one guy. He was the number one guy in the running back depth chart coming out of uh, practice. So it's going to be interesting to see how he, he does going forward." My my surprise, or my I guess positive, mm-hmm. I wrote about this Sunday morning, and it was uh, Tariq Black. I'm surprised he's not getting more talk than he is right now. Granted, he only played about a half of football. He came out, I think, it, right before halftime because he was dehydrated. Um, but the guy. It was very reminiscent of his, his first game two years ago against Florida. He had four catches, 80 yards, that touchdown. Granted, he was wide open. The guy looked like 
like he did a couple of years ago. And I think that bodes well for Michigan's passing game going forward. You know, they didn't have Donald Peoples-Jones on Saturday. So I think they needed someone to help step up and kind of help out. And Nico Collins, Ronnie Bell was he – he, he had an okay game. But Tariq Black, for me, was, was the, the, one of the highlights of the offense. I think people forget he was on his way to being the number one receiver as a freshman mm-hmm. before he got hurt that year. And then all of a sudden he just has never really been able to get up back to full speed. But if he's able to recapture just – that kind of that potential that he was showing as a freshman, that could be a, a dynamic wide receiver corpse. Yeah, those were those are two two of the things we said to to look at going into the game, and uh, the fact that they were both you know we're saying positives for Michigan probably a, a good sign. Uh, so you guys both listed offensive uh, players. I'll go with with on the defensive side. Um, you know, Middle Tennessee scored twenty one points. They cracked 300 yards, as people are pointing out, 301 uh, to be exact uh, against Michigan. Um, you know, with a with, with a new quarterback uh, and, a, and a lot of new pieces for for Middle Tennessee, that those numbers were maybe not what Michigan fans wanted to see. But I'll I'll point to the fact that you know two of those touchdowns came on very short fields. Of course, Michigan fumbled on its the very first play from scrimmage, uh, you know, giving Middle Tennessee the ball in, in Michigan territory. They only had to go 42 yards for their touchdown. And then the second one came after a uh, punt was fumbled. Uh, they only had to go 33 yards for their touchdown. Now the final, and then the final one came, of course, uh, you know, on one, one big play, uh, a 59 yard touchdown pass, uh, you know, with a minute six left in the game. That were the final points of a game. So um, that was already decided. Now, it all counts. I know that's a lot of, you know, it seems like caveats and excuses. I'm just pointing out that I think the the performance, what I saw was probably maybe better than what what the numbers showed for the Michigan defense. It, kind of on the negative side of things, though, I mean, if you look at their pass rush, they didn't really, that was virtually non-existent throughout, throughout the game. I know uh, their quarterback, Asher O'Hara, who played most of the game, got the ball out quick at times, mm-hmm. but I mean, even when he dropped back, there was you could definitely notice the um, the absence of a, a Chase Winovich or Rashawn Gary, um, Brian Monet kind of, um, impact players on, on the on the defensive line. I mean, we, like we said, like if Ben Mason starting at the, the defensive tackle position that says a lot about the depth. And with Donovan Jeter not being able to do, being able to go, uh, Dwumford not being a hundred percent, and then you have a guy that was playing fullback for you last year starting at defensive tackle. I mean, that's probably not the ideal situation. Uh, although both of those guys might be back next week, that's a, definitely a position group to watch moving forward. Yeah, I was real, I was real impressed with O'Hara. You know, Harbaugh was complimentary of him uh, Monday night on his, on his radio show. I thought he did a good job of getting the ball out. He's, he's kind of like this slippery type guy. He was tough to tackle. He was tough to take down. He was, he was pretty accurate. You know, he did throw an interception, but he was – 22 or 32 for 217 and two touchdowns. He was for a conference USA quarterback. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, my, I guess, negative probably would have been the, the, uh, the turnovers and the fumbles. You know, Shea had two, they had four total. Now, they didn't throw an interception, but you got to hold on to the football. Uh, and that's kind of what's hurt Michigan historically the last couple of years. And I was talking about this with Ryan the other day, but, you know, it was Shea fumbling the football that final drive at Notre Dame in the beginning of last year that kind of you know, cost them an opportunity to, to at least tie the game. Uh, so you got to hold on the football. Um, you know, I think that is correctable. Shade, by and large, did that last year. So I think he, they, they can correct that. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons, you know, that, that that became that was the game was a game Saturday. You know, Michigan, in a way, and we've talked about all the reasons why they kind of shot themselves in the foot. They, they, they sold themselves down. Uh, the score, I think, could have been more lopsided than it was. 
Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't. It was a 40-21 game. They, Michigan had 450 yards of offense. They gave up 300. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to correct and, and, and turn around. And it was clear in talking to the players and, and, and hearing Jim Harbaugh speak this week that they're – they're in correction mode, and that's that's going to be the goal going into our Yeah, game. like you said, I mean, if you are if you fumble on the first play of the game and turn it over deep in your own zone against uh, Ohio State or a Notre Dame or a Wisconsin, I mean, that, that, that's a bigger play than it turned out to be than right. against Middle Tennessee State. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the two-quarterback system, um, I think, <laughs> is probably fair to give that a, a negative ding uh, for the first week. It, you know, some of the plays – they're the kind of plays where when they work, you look like a genius. And when they don't, it's like, hey, what are you, do, doing? What are you doing? Do we yeah. need to do that, um, you know, to move the ball against Middle Tennessee? So, um, yeah, I mean, that was the case where sort of momentum seemed to be halted. Um, I mean, the very first time there was a substitution infraction because involving the, the two quarterbacks. Um, and then they and run then, them back out there both and then do a wide receiver screen. Yeah, do it, exactly. for one yard. Yeah, it was, it was uh, interesting. I mean, I think uh, – you know, you could definitely run. I think we talked about this. You know, you, you don't need to have, a, you know, the bubble wrap on Shea Patterson. You know, use his legs. It's part of the offense. Um, you know, you know you've got a very capable uh, backup in Dylan McCaffrey. Um, but I'm not sure you want to just, you know, okay, well, we've got we've got two. We can just start throwing to one of them uh, out there on the field. There was and, one and, point in the second half when they both were in the game, and I, or maybe, maybe McCaffrey was in the game. But McCaffrey took a big hit on right. the sideline. and. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I, you know, he, it, it, he better not be concussed because right. this is going to look bad. Just the idea of throwing him in there for one play or one series, uh, just to get him in there for the sake of getting him in there, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but I, I do think Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff do look at that, do look at this as having. They do think they do. They have two number one quarterbacks. They like McCaffrey a lot. You know, they saw him in bunches last year. He has shown flashes of ability. Heck, some of the fans want him as the as the starter right now. But Shea is the guy right now. They're trying to find ways to get Dylan in the game. Uh, and part of me thinks, and Jim Harbaugh is not going to admit this, but part of me thinks that he's doing this to keep McCaffrey happy. You know, this obviously is Shea's last season. He will be gone after this year. McCaffrey is the guy next year. We we think. Uh, but you know, you've seen the 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 you know the spud of quarterbacks transfer the last couple of years at the portal. You know, the, especially the last year. Um, I think this was a you know. And again, me speculating, but I think this was them telling him, "Hey, we're gonna get you in the we're gonna get you in the game. We want to get you in the game. We want you to play more to, to, in a way to make him happy." Which is fine. I have no issue with with Dylan getting a few snaps. It's just putting them both in the game at the same time when wide receivers maybe your deepest position group on the entire team. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense Agreed. to me. Um, now I, I will give a, the coaching staff a, a pass for not that we were necessarily criticizing them them for this, but you know I. There were definitely grumblings in the, in the crowd when uh, you know Shea Patterson spiked the ball um, late in the uh, first half um, when Michigan still had two timeouts left. Uh, you know, I, I saw this on, on on Twitter recently that it looks like on the uh, on the play before um, a first down catch rule was ruled a first down catch for Michigan drop may not have been a catch. It was it was Cornelius Johnson had had a nine yard gain on third and six. Um, this was with you know 20 seconds left in the first half. 
looked like it was probably dropped. And if Michigan, you know, knew that, um, then that would make that would that would be the reason why they rushed the line and spiked it. Now you've got a new snap. Now it's too late to go and overturn that. Um, as opposed to you call a timeout to stop the clock. And, and it's still and, eligible uh, for review. Exactly. So, so from if that's what Michigan's coaching staff was thinking, and it sounds like they were, it's that, a very, that's something a that play, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it, it was smart. And know. yeah, and you know, then you cost yourself a play. But you know, the way the clock was running down, it, it's unclear whether they would have even really been able to take advantage of that potential third down play that they, you know, lost out on, um, you know, and still preserve time to, you know, kick the field goal if need be, which is what they ended up uh, uh, doing 10 that drive. So yeah, just some clarification on, on that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess, was there uh, um, anything else that, uh, you know, was a a surprise or yeah. Nothing, nothing really surprised me. I I will say Michigan did a good job of spreading the ball out. You know, we, talked a lot about the speed and space and mm-hmm. the spread offense you know they had nine different guys catch a pass mm-hmm. uh you know eight or seven of them had multiple catches uh so that and the explosive plays you know you obviously had the 41 yard one from zach charbonnet uh you had several 20 plus yard catches by Tariq black nico collins had a 28 yard catch sean McCune had a 28 yard touchdown catch yeah you had a lot of explosive plays that you didn't see as often as we did last year so this offense clearly it was balanced in terms of uh, you know number of plays you know, uh, throwing and, and, and running. Uh, yardage was pretty balanced, but the, the, the plays they did get, uh, you know, they got those big plays that were by and large absent last year. You get, every now and then, Karan had doing bust a, a big run and everything else, or they make a complete deep throw in Nico Collins. Uh, but you didn't see that a whole lot last year. This year, game one, we saw a ton of that. I think you're going to see that more going forward. And I think that's where this offense can really, really flourish. Um. You know, we didn't mention Ambry Thomas yet, uh, you know, on the defensive side, uh, uncertainty whether he would be able to uh, play in the opener. Uh, He played. He started. He was out there and he uh, he balled out. Interception, uh, fumble recovery, recovery. couple of tackle Um, for a loss. Yeah, he was he was sort of, uh, I mean, as teammates are saying, he looked like the old Ambry. And uh, yeah, that's that's great news for Michigan. Considering about three weeks ago when when Harbaugh first said he was he was diagnosed with colitis and had a long a bunch of steps hurdles to overcome before he can even start practicing again, I'm like, all right, maybe he comes back mid season. It didn't sound like he had any chance of playing in the opener, but I guess he returned to practice on Monday of last week and um, was healthy enough to to go and it, he sure had an impact on the field. Now, yeah, keep in mind when they said he was he had been diagnosed, he wasn't even in. Harbaugh told us, told us this. He wasn't even on the practice roster. Right. Now, I mean, it's easy, it's 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 a simple transaction where they throw him on the roster and he's able to practice. But the fact that he went from not even them not even thinking he could practice anytime soon to not only pra- getting back to practice a week before the, home, the opener <laughs> to playing like that is it's pretty remarkable. So kudos to him. Yeah, he, I suppose he lost a ton of weight too. too. Yeah. So that's I mean, he probably had to put on quite a few pounds to get back to a playing weight in a short amount of time as well. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there was uh, you know as far as as far as the rest of the the Big Ten um, concerned, it was a, it was a decent week for for the league. I'd say um, that the losses came Northwestern at uh, you know then number twenty five uh, Stanford um, and Purdue did have a, a, a stunning loss to, to Nevada, uh, allowed a, a you know outscored seventeen nothing in the fourth quarter of that game uh, to, to lose on a, on a long field goal at the end. Um, what a night for that kicker! Takes like a fifty-six yarder, and then gets a scholarship after the game. Yes, that is uh, that was something. But Brandon Peters looked very good for Illinois. Um, you know, was against Akron. Um, you know, Indiana had a had a young cor- new quarterback. 
um, that, that played well in their win over Ball State. Um, and then you've got, you know, Maryland, Penn State just blowing out uh, completely overmatched opponents. And, of course, you know, the, the team that Michigan fans are always keeping an eye on, uh, Ohio State, Justin Fields' debut. Um, you know, he, he had a pretty good game. Sure, he looks yeah. like the good real deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, as they uh, you know, they beat Florida Atlantic 45-21, and then Michigan State's defense, uh, particularly against the run, was just absolutely uh, suffocating in their in their 28-7 win uh over over Tulsa, and then as far as other opponents, um, you know Notre Dame also played. They played mm-hmm. Monday night. Uh, you know, went over Louisville a little closer than people thought, but uh, they got the win. Yeah, um, I watched that game, and there were just so many fumbles. It was mm-hmm. there was three, three back to back to back fumbles. I've yeah. never seen that before the in my Louisville life. Quarterback yeah. fumbled three or four, at least three or four times. It was it was it was something else to watch. Um, Definitely a week one game. Right, right. Uh, and then yeah, Army, Michigan will get Army uh, this coming Saturday. So Army. Uh, Eked out a fourteen to seven win over Rice. Uh, Rice is not expected to be a good program. They've won three games total the last two years, uh, but Army struggled with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we'll see. I mean, Army's a team that's you know, like we've said, they want to control uh, the possession and have long drives and sort of keep Michigan's offense off the field. Um, they'll go for it on fourth down a lot. Um, you know, they went for it on their very first drive of the game against rice in their own, their own like 15 yard line. They went for it on fourth and one. That's what they do. Um, so yeah, Michigan will, uh, you know, they, they've been preparing for this though. It sounds like, yeah. you know, since the spring, you know, little by little, uh, every day kind of putting in a little something, um, to prepare for army. So, uh, um, yeah, I don't know what, what, uh, what do you guys say from Michigan's per, you know, standpoint, things we should be, you know, looking for going into this game. It'll probably be a quick game just because Arby likes running the football. Let's hope. So the clock is going <laughs> to run. Um, I, you know, I, it, it's always interesting when they play these service academies because, like you said, Don Brown feels like he has to over-prepare in a way because this is this is a type of offense you don't see every all, all day, every day, every year, every week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, they will run the ball a ton. Uh, their, their main guy, Kelvin Hopkins, a quarterback, he not only throws the ball, but he, he runs the ball. Last year, I think he threw for a thousand. He rushed for a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's the main guy. Uh, you know, they do run the triple option where they they'll basically have three backs behind him. They do all these wonky, different, funky stuff where they'll go in different directions and then go in motion and try and you know deceive the defense. Uh, you know, several of Michigan's players were, were asked about it, and I think you're right about you're probably right about it later this week, Andrew, and I'm live. But you know, a lot of the players are talking about it's it's all about eye discipline. It's, it's remaining. Yep. Um, true to their position and not giving up anything, like especially the cornerbacks who generally are, you know, in man coverage with the, with the wide receiver, where you know they realize the wide receiver isn't going to be targeted a whole lot all, all game, so they got to kind of stay, you know, in and closer line of scrimmage and 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 help out. So it's going to be interesting to watch uh, Michigan, uh, you know, try and keep up with them. It, it, it's a different offense to watch. It's inter- it's interesting, uh, but they won't score a ton of points. Either. Yeah, I, I will say that. Uh... Um, there is a story already up, you know, on MLive.com slash Wolverines. And, you know, we also have a, an app just for just for the football content. We, we never plug the app, but I think it's great. I use it all the time. I never use it once. Uh, you don't use the apps. Yeah. I'm all about the apps. Yeah, I got the I'm basketball app, guy, the football yeah. app. No? Yeah. It brings all the, the stories up real nice. Yeah. You know? So anyway, just search uh, MLive Wolverines football. Yes, we'll have you covered there. But uh, uh, what I was going to say is um, – Talking to some of the players yesterday, um, you know, I, I thought I thought the the key quote, um, which came from uh, Vincent Gray, the sophomore cornerback, um, 
he, he was talking about the key is not getting lulled to sleep by the run because they're going to run and run and run and run. And then just like that, they'll hit you with the pass. I mean, that that's how they uh, – that was their, their game-winning touchdown against Rice came on a, on a long pass on third down. Um, so he's capable of throwing. You know, like you said, I think he's a, maybe the first Army quarterback to uh, – you know, to post those, those dual threat numbers. Mm-hmm. So um, they're capable. It's just, just not, not what they do. Um, but yeah, you got, you can't, you can't, uh, yeah, you can't get lulled to sleep and then just think that, um, yeah, you're out there just kind of getting blocked and the action's going away from you and whatever they'll, they'll throw it on you now and then. I know I said this earlier, but this is going to be a big test for the, for the defensive line to see uh-huh. if, they, if they can handle what armies are going to throw at them. Obviously you're going to need your, your DBs that come up in the box a little bit more too. Linebackers are going to play a big role, but that all starts with the defensive line. So we're going to see how, how they can, if they can step up to the challenge and if they can get a few guys back uh, from injury as well, we'll see if they run out the same lineup again. I can't stress this enough either. And obviously they don't have the entire team back from last year, but this team, this army team won 11 games last year. Mm-hmm. They beat, they beat Houston in the armed forces bowl 70 to 14. Mm-hmm. Nearly so beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma over time yeah. to start the season. So this is a team that's, that's very good. They're very disciplined. They play mm-hmm. a strong, a strong discipline foot style, smash mile style of football. Right. Uh, they're not going to be a rollover. And I think, I think, Beginning of the week, Michigan was a 23 or 24 point favorite. Las Vegas, uh, I, that might be a little high, but we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, they're good. Uh, you know, Michigan's got a lot of stuff to correct. Uh, it's going to be an interesting clash of styles on, on Saturday. Now you can certainly watch our, our preview video where we preview the Michigan and Michigan State games. Uh, I did see Ryan's uh, get a sneak peek at his uh, cue cards. Is that what you call them? In the, in the, is that the correct lingo for the I guess video that world? That sounds uh, good to me. Yeah, yeah. I saw his little notes, so I, I did see that. You know, our score predictions are are pretty pretty similar. <laughs> uh, to, They're all blind predictions too. We didn't yes, look at each other's yeah. beforehand, and we were we were so close to just absolutely nailing it in the uh, in the in the last game. But of course, that late touchdown um, hurt Michigan, but uh, or hurt our predictions. Um, but yeah, I mean the other thing with the Army, they you know typically uh, the, you know the linemen a lot of a lot of cut blocks, you know, kind of getting low. Um, they have made rules college football over the last couple of years that have that has limited that to a certain extent. But you know the linemen, um, they're not you know they're not typically your you know three hundred thirty pound guys. You know like Michigan, you know rolls out there. The rest of the Big Ten, it's sort of smaller, more agile, and um, yeah, it's just a just a different kind of. Kind of style than uh, Machine is used to, but they, you know, they did play Air Force and handled them. Mm-hmm. It was now a couple of years ago, uh, and again, you know, they've been they've been preparing this. I mean, if you if you have a good defense, a good defense is a good defense. It, they, you know, the, the style of play, um, you know, shouldn't affect you too much. But there are just some some rules and pr- principles that are that are, you know, somewhat uh, that are just unique to to playing Army. Yeah, uh, it's a noon kickoff. Noon kickoff on Fox. Fox. Fox, yes. Beats the uh, the old 730. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. No, and then Good Michigan hits a bye. So I think and we can talk about this next week. But yeah. I think the bye is a perfect – I think I said this all the summer. It would be a perfect spot for them because they're going to be able to look back and see, you know, how the offense is. They can reevaluate things. And then the big Before schedule the big kicks off. Yeah. It's a tough one, a road yeah. game in Wisconsin. Um, but, yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have plenty to, to – talk about uh between now and then but uh yeah stay tuned for more coverage on mlive.com slash wolverines thanks for listening